Welcome to Super Entrepreneurs Podcast. Today we have with us Mike Saunders. How are you, Mike? Hi, Shay. Doing really good. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, thank you so much for coming on. Um, Just start with introducing what you do. Where are you calling in from? Uh, Calling in from Denver, Colorado, and um, I'm an authority positioning strategist. So I help um, entrepreneurs be seen as a number one authority and expert in their market so that they are the obvious choice to their clients and uh, just a variety of uh, expert positioning packages all geared to make you look like that celebrity that you need to be. Oh, wow. So is it like um, PR? That is one bullet point. Um, so I, I'm, I call myself a recovering marketing uh, consultant because about 10 years ago, I finished my MBA in marketing, started my consulting firm and was doing all things to all people, right? So if you need a text message marketing, I can do it. I figure out how to get it done and, and do it for you and SEO and social media and anything. But then you were all things to all people, but not an expert in any one thing. So about five years ago, I refocused on my agency to only focus on this one thing. Now, obviously everything's marketing um, because you got to get awareness, but I focus on authority positioning. And so, yes, publicity is one aspect of it, um, but I also focus on publishing and podcasting. So I like to say that when you are talking about your subject matter that you're an expert in and you are asked, hey, write a big long blog post, you're going to fire away a few paragraphs and start either writing or typing and hit a wall right? Because there's a disconnect between your head and your hands. And I just don't know where to go from there. But I have found that uh, in my podcast, I've done 525 episodes. And when I interview an entrepreneur, they just unleash, they come to life, right? And they'll even comment afterwards, wow, I never thought we'd cover that topic. But boy, you just, it just really was uh, comfortable talking. So um, I've discovered that a way to bring their expertise out is through podcast interviews. And then if you have that element, that becomes, you know, the podcasting element. And then we can take that and turn that into PR, simple, they were interviewed on. And then we can turn those two things into two more powerful things, which is publishing. So I could take a series of their interviews and turn that into an Amazon bestselling book. So now they are a published author without writing a word. And then we can actually go, well, you know what? That podcast series was pretty fun, right? How about if I do a done for you podcast where you've got your own show and I coach you on how to use it to bring in new clients. So all of that is surrounding podcasting, publishing, and and publicity. Well, that's great. It's a good combo if you look at all three. Right. Well, and, and here's the other thing that I pride myself in is um, maybe maybe this is a crazy thought, but uh, most of the people that I hear from, it's like, don't give me another 12-week course that I'm not going to get through. And then I've got to, at that point, figure out how to do it on my own. So my packages are done for you. So when I say I help someone become an Amazon bestselling author, it's 30 days done and it might take three hours of your time total and it is handed to you and same with the podcast package I teach you how to do it and all you have to do is either do some solo episodes or interview some experts and I show you how to do that but all the back-end work and all of it is done for you and it helps that entrepreneur stay focused on what they need to be focused on which is their business not intricacies of writing or learning how to do things. As a fellow entrepreneur, I found the same thing because it's, it feels like so overwhelming when you're trying to get your, you know, all the tasks done, all the things done. And then, you know, you, you, the only time you do PR is when somebody approaches you. Um, you don't go out of your yeah. way to kind of grow your brand and, 
And that kind of package can help people like that. So for example, if someone actually did write a book, because I just recently did a book, I didn't do nothing with it. The only thing I did with it was I put it on the, on my website. Um, but other than that, I haven't done anything. So someone like that, what would they, how would it work exactly? Step by step. Well, you know, um, uh, in these offline businesses, like I think if I read in your bio that you had a, a medical kind of a center yeah. of, a, a, you know, offline business. Well, you ever seen those businesses in whatever industry, they do a grand opening and it's like, yeah. you open up a year and a half ago, what are you talking about a grand opening or a grand reopening? So they use excuses to, you know, Hey, let's just do. So what I would say to you is, you know, no matter when your book came out, do a um, book launch, you know, so I've got a package actually. And there's always, I mean, I would even, it doesn't matter if you wrote it two years ago or two weeks ago, I would do a, um, a, a one of my packages is an Amazon bestseller campaign. So okay. you can have a campaign again, handed to you, done for you, where it is now, you know, yes, it's on Amazon and you know, it's number 1 billion in all the, you know, numbers of, of books, but I have a um, software that runs these algorithms that figures out what keywords and categories it needs to be in to then have a spike in sales that, that causes it to hit these bestseller ranks. So we do um, what I was describing before, I would interview in my show, talk about the book, do a press release, get that out, do a social media campaign. And all of this is me. I don't need you doing it. Good. So if you feel like, oh, my social media following isn't responsive. I don't have a big list. I don't need any of that. This is all what we're doing on the background. And then on the specific day and time, we uh, have the book marked down to 99 cents and boom, we have a, a window of time that day and hit a bestseller campaign, do another press release talking about hitting that but it gives you that momentum to now wow. say I'm an Amazon best-selling author and then you know maybe now you put it on your website with download the first chapter for free and and mm. then it becomes a lead generation and then I would work with you to show you how to then use the physical books as a lead generation business development so that's a really big piece is being able to not just have the book maybe bring business to you you've got to use it you know, it's, yeah. it becomes an asset, but if nobody knows you have it, then what good's it going to do? Um, and here's, here's an example I've got here. Um, my latest book um, is called uh, Brevity Plus Clarity Equals Authority. And it's an interesting size. It's five by seven. And I bought on Amazon these little um, envelopes that are six by nine because it gives you the ability to put it in there. Yeah. And I just read, I mean, this came out just days ago, but I did this interesting test. Uh -huh. So yes, if you have someone, you know, that wants a copy of your book, you can log into your Amazon account and, and do an author copy and drop ship it to them. Great. Two weeks later, it'll get there, you know, probably. Um, but if you have something of this size and you put an envelope, you can grab your little, um, you know, sticky pad that's, you know, got your logo on it, put a little note on there, drop it in the, the mail. And I tested it and it, three stamps is all it takes. So wow. maybe four at the most. So now you've taken a minute and a half to do a handwritten note with your book, send it to someone. And now you talk about opening up an opportunity for a conversation with a strategic alliance or, or a prospect. That's way better than just some, email, or even if you're like, Hey, I did a Facebook live, check this out. Nothing wrong with those things, but you've already done the heavy lifting. You got a book. Now you got to use it in your business development. Yeah. And that's what I'm, that's what you lack a lot of times as entrepreneurs. We do it. You know, we end up putting it on our website for, you know, opt-in, you know, I get a couple of people opt-in for it a day or so. Right. But 
nothing like like what you're talking about because that's like taking it to the pushing it to the next level and utilizing it the way it's meant to be utilized um but what are, what are what are your thoughts about a lot of entrepreneurs they think about being on the new york um top seller uh list they're the whoever you talk to that's what they aim at how do you compare that to amazon there is no comparison. If you're a New York Times or a Wall Street Journal bestselling author, that's the top of the top of the top. Done. But that's guess what, what they all aim for, right? <laughs> right. That's the top 0.000 percent. I mean, <laughs> hardly anybody gets there. And even yeah. even the um, even though you could get there, um, I have heard reports from people that got there and they had a spike in interest and yay, I got some speaking engagements or whatever. But it's not like the be all end all. It's not like it is the last thing you ever need to do. So it's just like anything else. You have to use it. So yes, it's like the ultimate, uh, um, you know, goal. goal, but there also are people that, um, are, that will teach you that there's ways to buy yourself into that. Well, do you want to spend twenty, thirty thousand $30,000 or more? I mean, like a lot more to get to that level. And then maybe you recoup all that and maybe you didn't. So in today's day and age, people are so busy that if most audiences that, that an entrepreneur will speak to, whether it's a live or virtual or their small target audience, being an Amazon bestselling author is great and having a tangible thing, you know, and, and you know what, sorry, Frank Kern or whoever else that you want to think about, you know, having a PDF download of a book and charging $5 yawn, my opinion, right? Mm-hmm. Having a tangible thing that is, that you can send out is where it's at. And, and here's another thing. This is a, um, you know, the title is brevity plus clarity equals authority. Um, and it's the first iteration of my new package of publishing called a brevity book, because have you ever read tools for Titans? Um, like 700 plus pages, uh, you know, Tim Ferriss, or there's another one I read, uh, called the dream 100 and it's literally over a thousand pages. Uh-huh. Well, those are extreme examples, but yeah. many business books are 250, 270 pages. And I saw a statistic when I was researching this book um, that over 60% of books out there are never read start to finish. So they get it. I read the first chapter. They don't finish it. This style book, brevity book style is fast, hard hitting. It gets to the meat of what you offer and it's meant to be read in one sitting. Well, if you distill fast, down fast. this well, you know, that's, one of, that's the whole point is as an entrepreneur, we need to teach our target audience, content marketing, we need to teach them something. Well, you can't teach them the breadth of your knowledge in one fell swoop. They'll never get it. It'll, they'll, they'll get, you know, uh, shiny object syndrome and they'll zone out. But what if there's that one nugget, right? What if you think about the buyer's journey, three, four, five, six main pillars that you need to teach your target audience. You don't teach them all at once. What if you took that one nugget and that's the focus of that one book. And in that book, you taught it very succinctly and now they get it. And it's like, yeah, that, and it's written in a It's written in a direct response style. You know, th- like for instance, throughout this um, book here, um, I'll make some points and I'll go, hey, if, and I'll have a little call out box. If you want want to learn more about this, and most, you know, you're probably thinking, Shahid, yeah. you know, oh yeah, yeah, go to my website. No, guess what I do? If you want to learn more about this topic that I just talked about right here, just Google the phrase heuristic authority positioning, and you'll find my Forbes article. 
Well, now someone reading that book is like, okay, he's got the book. Okay, cool. And oh, Forbes. And, and, and I'm telling them just, just go do it and you just go Google it. And now it is, oh, that's another kind of shiny um, point about your, your brand is yeah. you're published on Forbes. Um, and then another aspect is I, I position all of these things called authority positioning assets into what I call an authority positioning portfolio. So you think about a fashion designer or website designer, you know, hey, let me show you what I have, you know, here's my book or here's my website with all my examples. Well, as a business strategist, what do we have? So I have a federally registered trademark on authority positioning portfolio, which is the collection of all the assets that we build about ourselves. And you think about the word asset, a home is an asset because it is solid, tangible, grows in value. So um, here's a, here's a question for you. How long does the Facebook ad campaign work for you? For me, if I'm running a campaign for, for anybody. Yeah. For how long, how long does a Facebook ad campaign work? Like uh, I need to clarify that question. So are you saying like an, an entire journey to get results or are you saying for every campaign to run? Um, can you clarify? Sorry. So, so the answer to the question is it only works as long as you pay Facebook or Google, right? So you have a cost per click campaign on Google. It's working for you as long as you pay. The minute you well, stop Facebook paying, is paid, ads are paid. Yeah, period. Yeah, I got you. Yeah. So, so Facebook ads, Google ads, yeah. paid ads. Paid. Yeah. When you stop paying that, it poof goes away. Yeah. And there's no trail. It, it's not like a Facebook live, like, oh, I look, I can see this old. So you think about an authority positioning asset. Well, a uh -huh. Facebook ad campaign is not an asset. No. It's only an asset as long as you're paying for it. But if you have a press release, if you have a podcast of interviews, course. if you have your yeah. book, if you, all of these things now become these long-term assets on Google. Well, when someone Googles your name and don't kid yourself, they do. And in fact, many entrepreneurs um, that are thought leaders or, or entrepreneurs, you know, uh, they don't need traditional SEO. Now, if you are the local dentist, the local chiropractor, you need city chiropractor, you know, you need that. That's, you, you can't get away with that. But many of the people that we will work with are referred word of mouth or networking or a meeting or a virtual event, and they're going to Google your name or your business. What are they going to see? Well, of course they're going to see your website, but hopefully they will see some things like, Hey, they were mentioned in, Hey, yeah, they've got a podcast. Let me listen to that episode. And when you can have those things out there, that attracts and draws them in because you're teaching them before you either, either uh, even connect with them on the phone. So you mentioned something about Forbes. So is that something that you help them as well? No, because um, I am a, in the Forbes Coaches Council and okay. they are, you know, like for instance, do you remember way back in the old days of uh, online marketing, you would uh, submit an article to an article directory and yeah. get it published in like 127, you know, different yeah, yeah, to yeah, get yeah. backlinks. Well, that's like submit, upload, approve, done. Well, Forbes, um, I've published 16 articles and it's not like that at all. You submit it and they're Maybe. like, mm, change it. Yeah. I mean, editor comes back and goes, nope, change this. And, and so they don't allow me to then link to someone or no, focus on you. Someone. Right. So I can't bring my clients in, in there, but it's just something that I, uh, that helps my brand out. And of for course. certain people that I work with, if they wanted to explore being on one of the councils, there's like a coaches council, a technology council, there's a different, different councils. So that could be a, yeah. a, an avenue that they could go. Mm -hmm. No. Yeah, definitely. 
um, is quite uh, quite beneficial for for someone to be part of that council, but it's just for their own business. Because I was yeah, and, it, and again, it it, uh, it helps their authority position. And you know, you said something in a minute ago that I thought was really in- interesting. It leads into another thought, which is, you know, a lot of people sit around and wait for you know the media to find them. Yes. Well, guess what. 99.999% of the time, the media won't find you. Sorry. Um, you're not going to be that, you know, uh, uh, figurehead on CNN. It's just one in a million that they get that. So you've got to, um, and I'm going to use a word that sounds really bad at first, right? But you've got to manufacture your authority. And all that means is you've got to go out there and hustle and grind yeah. and get it. So big deal that I got interviewed on a podcast and got that in a press release. That's manufacturing it. That's not manufacturing in a bad way or being deceitful. It's just going, I'm going to get it, get out there and get it done. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's, there's many, many stories I hear about these journalists that are looking for stories. And they, if they're looking for mm-hmm. something in your specific niche, now they see, you know, they don't want to see the guy with a, Wix uh, blog post or a WordPress blog post, they're going to gloss over that. But that someone interviewed on a podcast or mentioned in the media or has a book, now you rise to the top where there's a better chance of being found. But you've got to get that process started yourself. You have to start it, yeah. And that's why it helps with, uh, with doing something like what you're mentioning is because it gives you a foundation. Yeah. Right? It gives you a foundation to start. And it's so important well, think- for, uh, for entrepreneur journey to have this. Yeah written about them as well. Sorry, go ahead. Well, think about um, your prospects. Mm -hmm. Um, No matter what line of business you're in, what type of entrepreneurs that you happen to be, um, someone, it's rare that you will have like wake up in the morning, ding, here's a Stripe payment, PayPal, a new payment that came in without speaking to someone. Because, you know, we don't sell pencils or T-shirts most of the time. Most of the time we're selling packages of consulting and entrepreneurs. So when we have a a meeting, a sales discovery meeting, how can we pre-frame that meeting so that they see us not as a um, salesperson and a pushy salesperson? Maybe if we sent ahead of that meeting, you know, hey, Shahid, looking forward to our call next Tuesday. Uh, I'm going to learn a little bit about your business. I'm not going to be pushy. I'm just going to find out if there might be a fit. Just explain what I do. So have a great day. Oh, hey, by the way, um, before we meet, uh, before today and next Tuesday, here's a link to some of my whatever, Forbes articles or a couple podcast interviews. Um, You know, a lot of my uh, um, clients that I worked with before they were a client, they had a question on this and this and this. And so I actually did podcast interviews on the top three questions. So listen to these ahead of time. It'll help you out. Well, what does that do? That fulfills content marketing, teaching. But also, it fulfills authority positioning because um, there's a phrase I, heard, I, I learned just a few months ago, and it's from way back in the 50s or 60s. The medium is the message. And what, it, what I take it to mean is where your message is, is many times a lot more powerful than your actual message. So think of it like this. Let's say that you were teaching on a point that you educate your prospects on, and you did a Facebook Live. Mm-hmm. And you did a five-minute Facebook Live, and there it is. That's great. It was teaching. It was good content. Yeah. But the barrier to entry to do a Facebook Live is nothing. You know, yeah. a free Facebook account, yeah. you hit go live. Yeah. Or if you did the same con- teaching on your WordPress blog. Hey, my website is WordPress. Most websites are because it's yeah. a great platform. But everybody knows that you just go yeah. click, upload, put, whatever. But if that same teaching was in a podcast episode, oh, ooh, yeah. 
wait a minute. Or that same teaching was in featured in a chapter in a um, expert uh, uh, focused book. Now it takes on that whole other level. So mm. being able to take that, uh, the main points from a buyer's journey and elevate them to the right platforms and then get them out ahead of a meeting. Now you go into that meeting, whether it's phone or live or live zoom. And, and now you're being able to be that trusted advisor rather than some pushy salesperson. Cause mm. they're like, you know what? Um, hey, to be honest with you, I didn't listen to every syllable of every interview that you sent me for those three, but I listened to most of a couple of those and I glanced over the other things. So don't kid yourself. If you write a book and send it to someone, they ain't going to read every word of it, right? Yeah, yeah, if you have your own podcast and you send them three, they're not going to listen to every, but the fact that you have them and the fact that you use it in your business development that sets you apart because the other people are just pushy, 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 you know, your competitors. So you rise above your competition by having these things and then you use it in your business development. And then it's up to you to develop rapport and, and find their needs. And if your product meets the need, good. If it doesn't, then you weren't going to get it anyway. But the authority positioning assets gives you the best at bat. Sure. I told- How many countries is your uh, podcast in? Well, it's I'm in Denver, Colorado, so who knows who where people oh, listening okay. to it? But you know, it's just iTunes and Spotify, and you know, Amazon Alexa and Amazon uh, Music. So it's it's on all the the uh, typical uh, um, uh, podcast uh, platforms. It's called Influential Entrepreneurs. Influential Entrepreneurs, and we already have all your links and everything. When we put it in the show notes, we'll include everything in there for anybody that wants super connect with you. Um, so your target, the people that you like to work with are, it sounds like they're small, um, small business, right? More, mostly, you know, I say entrepreneurs because, and I mean, obviously a business owner is an entrepreneur, you know, a small business owner is an entrepreneur. Yes. Um, but, but, you know, you, you hear these, um, you know, gurus and experts that mm -hmm. say, focus on a niche, like, you know, be mm -hmm. the marketing, uh, expert for chiropractors. And I feel that I don't have to be, and, and this is a tip for many uh, um, coaches or thought leaders, you don't have to be that thought leader for that one vertical. But if you have a special way of approaching things, like for myself, I don't need to be a, a marketing expert for dentists because I'm an authority positioning strategist. That's, That's my it, niche and my focus. Mm -hmm. You know, and you don't, and that applies for if you own a local shop or if you're a chiropractor or if you're a coach or a, you know, a consultant, all of those things fit now in my focus niche, which is authority positioning, as opposed to, oh, you need a digital marketing agency that does this whole litany of things. Now people are like, well, which one do you do best? You know, I don't know. So I do one thing really well for entrepreneurs that need to be seen as that expert to land new business. Excellent. So we always like to also ask because of the name of our show, super entrepreneurs podcast, what would you, what would you feel that your superpower within is when it comes to your work? You know, I feel like it is seeing opportunity when I talk with to or work with an entrepreneur is seeing an opportunity in their business to see where some of these puzzle pieces fit ah, that they might not together. have thought. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, like for instance, I mentioned a few of my, you know, packages and, I've got a call literally in, in an hour and I'm sure that most of them won't fit this person, but this one and this one probably will. So being able to see where the fit will be and then mm -hmm. lay it out. And, and so many times we as business owners are, you know, you miss the forest for the trees, you know, so I can from the outside look in and go, 
hey, have you thought about? And then not only in my packages here, but here's something else you can be doing. And, and it doesn't even benefit me. But if you would do this and this, that's going to be really helpful because now these things really fit together. So I would say seeing that big picture and then and giving that advice for that blueprint roadmap of, of where to go from there really helps fine tune because otherwise you've got shiny object syndrome. You're just going all over the place and trying things, but never giving enough chance to really make them work. And and with with the focus on authority positioning, you know, it's different enough that it's like, hey, most of my com- competition is doing whatever, pick it, you know, a webinar or sending out emails or, but they're not doing this and this and this. And wow, that sets me apart. And the first time or the second or third time you get some of the feedback, like, wow, that was really cool. Or congratulations. It fuels that to make you want to do even more. And that's so important. Like as an entrepreneur, it's so important to work with someone that can have that kind of a, a matching the puzzle. If you say, right? Like it's, I would rather work with someone that can actually guide me and tell me, hey, you know what? This is how we're, we're going to do it. This is the design. This is how we're going to put it all together. Because yep. it's so important, right? If you go to one package, you say, okay, buy this. I'm going to get you on Forbes, for example. And that's it. There's no strategy behind it. There's no, there's no, yep. there's no putting it together with that client, right? You're not matching anything. You're not creative. Um, so that is a very good, good uh, point that you made. And um, that's about it. So I wanted to thank you out to coming on the show. Uh, Mike, You're welcome. it was a Thanks pleasure. For yeah, thank you so much for coming on. Great information. If anybody wants to connect with you, um, they'll be able to in 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 the in the information. Um, is there any kind of advice that you want to give to any any listener uh, before we before we go? You know, I would just say, um, pick something and do it. You know, knowledge is power is a famous old saying and people are like, oh yeah, yeah, knowledge is power. And it's not true because knowledge is potential power. You got to put it into action. So take doing this concept, right? Doing, uh, put it into action and, and have, you know, create some accountability, create that mastermind with some colleagues and, and have an accountability and put this into action and don't stop until you get you know, results and don't try it. You know, like karate kid, Mr. Miyagi said, Oh, if you try karate, you get squashed like a grape. Well, if you try this little marketing thing and that, you're going to get squashed in your budget, in your bank account, because it's like, wow, you waste money here, waste money there. Just go all in. And you know what? These authority positioning packages, they cost a buck or two, right? It's not going to be like $99 this because it's like, we got to get your, your personal brand built up here. But when you do that, when you pay, you pay attention. And then now it's like, okay, I'm going to really make this thing work. And so if I reach out and do this and if I have, it, it starts to build that momentum. In fact, check this out. Literally this week, about two days ago, um, I got a Facebook message from someone that I did a um, multi-author book package for. I included her chapter. She's a chiropractor in New York. And um, it, included her in, in my book series called Expert Profiles. So um, did the package literally two years ago. And one of her patients um, had the copy of the book and read through her section and took a picture of it, posted it up and were like, oh, thanks, you know, doc. And this is really, really great. And just getting back around to it or whatever that they said, right? But here's a picture of it. And all these comments, oh my word, congratulations. Hey, that's really awesome. And then one of the people private messaged her and it was like, how'd you do that? And she goes, Mike, me, so-and-so. And so now I'm talking to that person to go, here's what, so 
I, I just want to leave you with the fact that these things are assets. It's not yes, some flash in the pan. You've got to do it because you never know when it'll come around and you don't just do it once. You've got to keep doing it and keep doing it and keep doing it. And that's where the true power comes in. Well said. Well said, Mike. Thank you thank so you. much. And I uh, wish you a great day. And thank you so much for coming on the show. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. Take care. Bye.